0: pilot boys Welcome to Red Eye, a conversation series where V and I sit down and have the type of conversation you would have on a Red Eye flight late at night when the world is asleep. All sorts of thoughts can pop into your mind and we keep things thoughtful and entertaining as we discuss these ideas. Today we got a bunch of topics. Um, Why don't we start with March Madness? Exciting tournament. I don't honestly know shit about what happened on the men's side, and I think that's the topic we're getting into today. We were all enraptured by Caitlin Clark this whole March Madness. She's definitely my favorite college basketball player, man or woman. And I think we're at that point now where we're finally, like, as a society, like, stoked on athletes like it's not a gender conversation right like there's always been gender conversation around sports equal opportunity all that stuff caitlin clark's out here like yeah i don't really care what the conversation is i'm gonna play some of the most elegant looking basketball guy or girl that you've ever seen and i just think like it was amazing watching her play bro
1: yeah i mean and i I don't i don't want to to isolate her alone which is i think Part of also the controversy that happened over the weekend um, is that I really, really enjoy Caitlin Clark. I think she's a phenomenal player, probably the most talented female basketball player I've watched. I think she she reminds me of like the female Steph Curry in terms of how she plays the game, her overall impact on the game individually, um, as well as this is Iowa. and, And I said this. It reminds me of what Larry Bird did all those years back with the Indiana State team. Iowa has no business being at in the at finals. the top of the at the top of the women's basketball tournament. And typically, the reason women's basketball, women's sports in general, is not all that exciting is because it is the same two teams: the U.S. women's team and the Brazilian women's soccer team are always going to be the two teams in the final of the World Cup. It's always going to be UConn, Tennessee south carolina um and in in the women's side and this year really kind of flipped that upside down on the women's side i did think that it was very unfortunate in the last two games the referees being as involved in those games as they were in determining the outcome that was an unfortunate but the games were more exciting generally than the men's games but i think the controversy that happened over the weekend that was very disappointing uh, again reminds us of how media has a bias um and and it's very clear that that bias is on color lines um because in the semi final game when caitlin Clark was you know waving you can't see me it was being glorified and being said that um that she was a competitor you know she was she it was it was amazing like and 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 then when angel Reese did the same thing after they beat them, kind of mimicked. Mm -hmm. caitlin clark she was called classless by a lot of these media personalities classless unsportsmanlike you know really really people really went hard at her and it was like literally the exact same thing that caitlin clark did in the game before that was like glorified like oh she's such a tough competitor but then when angel reese does it oh she's classless she's ghetto she's this Oh that's and crazy.
0: It, I actually missed yeah. that completely, bro. I yeah. didn't even see any of that hate. Yeah,
1: it's it was actually the biggest storyline after the tournament. Okay. And Angel Reese handled it very well and saying like, "Look, you guys cl- basically it was like it's it's pretty obvious what 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 this is about." <laughs> and, you know, LeBron and a lot of athletes, um, Ryan Clark chimed and in. others chimed yeah. in on Twitter as everyone does, but it's just unfortunate to have something Two great storylines, like, tainted by that, like, and also it underscores the conversation about, like, this whole culture of sensitivity that we live in. Like, it was enjoyable to me to see athletes compete and kind of really be competitive um, and talk shit. Like, I, I, when I played sports, I enjoyed it. But now we live in a... In, in a society by which every action on the court is analyzed immediately during the game and after the game on social media by people who are not playing the game and this whole like kind of like idea and how it's spilling over to sports i think is dangerous one it was very disheartening to see the contrast in how caitlin clark was received and angel reese was received that was disheartening but the second part of it is that Overall, just, you know, that's part of the sport. Like, Caitlin Clark wasn't whining about Angel Reese talking shit to her, just like the the South Carolina players weren't concerned about the shit that, that Caitlin Clark was talking. But we made it into a thing after the game, people who did not have any impact on the game. And that's really, really funny the second part of it that's that's very frustrating
0: that's yeah that's a great point and well said it's always it's always the spectators that cause the drama
1: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know what i want to what i really like was reflecting on when i was watching all of this is two things one i know caitlin clark um her projected nil for this past year at least what i've read online is that she did a million this past year that's gonna probably like 5x this year like she's the shit she just did a Nike deal. Uh, that's probably pretty sizable as well. You have the Miami the 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 two twin sisters who play on their basketball team, Cavin Cavender or something like that, Cavender twins. They are um also on um on heavy NIL. They moved to Miami and um, you know they're they're pretty good um in terms of their contribution to the team and I'm looking at it and I'm just like we always talk about like Why can't female athletes get paid the same as male athletes in the same sport? And I think when you look at the way that our economy has shifted, what we've done through social media is we've given these female athletes a way to create the same value that a male athlete does. And I think what this is really kind of pointing my brain to is that male athletes are not just valuable for what they do on the court. They're valuable for what they stand for culturally, right? That's what gives them Mm -hmm. their significant value female athletes really very rarely have made that cultural crossover. Like Candace Parker, you know, did it right. Uh, you know, Mia Hamm, like a few Alex Morgan, you know, a few names, soccer. It's been probably the easiest and basketball. It's probably been like one of the more challenging lanes. Um, you now have a paradigm where like those, those, um, the two girls who play at Miami, for example, right. If those two girls made OnlyFans accounts, V, they'd make seven figures on their OnlyFans accounts. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? Like, I think this this era that we've stepped into is the most empowering one for women. But I think it's also the most like real one where we all have to acknowledge, like, oh shit. Like, we actually primarily consume like when we look at women, we want to consume them for their bodies as a society. Like that's really what's happening, mm-hmm. and that's been the big gap between WNBA players being compensated fairly. Um, in one sense, is that society doesn't value a woman the same that they value a man with the same characteristics. So if they do the same activity, they're evaluated differently based on that, right? And I just think like we're in this era now where female athletes are empowered more than anybody else. There's so many ways for them to make money online. Like those those girls in Miami have built their following because they do things that are more in that like getting people attracted to them lane, but then they also go and play basketball and do a good job. Caitlin Clark's very different because she's more like just a straight baller and probably the most incredible female basketball player that's ever played, in in my view. But um, I, I just think it's a new era, man. And I, I love to see female athletes getting compensated like this. They're not getting compensated by the game. like That'll change now now that there's been changes in the NBA collective bargaining agreement, now that NBA players can invest in WNBA teams, now that people are seeing that, oh shit, if I own a WNBA team, I don't need to make my money from ticket sales. I can make my money from selling merch. I can make it from doing all the million other things that happen off the court. And I think it's just giving us a new model for monetization of the female athlete that is pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, I mean, my issue with The whole female compensation model was and and this is the truth for anybody who's who feels like they're undervalued or underpaid in society the market and the demand is what dictates what you're compensated for and even this conversation around females being less valued less than men that is not necessarily true it's just the vehicles through which females can get compensated Um, because of the, the market, like they do not as many people, the TV rights deals for WNBA are not as high because less, very few people watch them. Same thing for the games that you cannot get compensated equivalent to the NBA when there's that large of a gap Mm -hmm. in revenue. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that would always fall on deaf ears with me because I am like, you're not having the right conversation. Um, to, to move the needle forward. That's not the conversation you need to be having. The conversation needs to be, how do I create value that can be monetized? Mm-hmm. And I think what you're saying is that a lot of these individual female athletes on an individual level, it's still not...
0: Not, on, you not know, through the sport, to your point. Yeah, but yeah. And
1: it's still only a small percentage. Only the elite of the elite female athletes and personalities can still make money like Lisa Leslie back in the day yeah. still did very well off the court. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so that, that's true, but they have more control, um, and power now. And I think social media also cuts out a lot of the filters, like what you were talking about with the only fans is like at the end of the day, a lot of men's buying decisions, even in terms of the things that they wear, the things that they do, the cars that they buy, the lifestyle they live, the psychology behind that is to impress women, right? Right, right. and to, that money to to
0: and and, and to impress. impress men. To be honest, yeah, I think men. I, a lot of the time, I think men want to impress men more than they want to impress women.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what what flexing culture is, and what social media and OnlyFans has done is it's taken away. In in, in 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 in, it's so funny how we live in this era of like cancel culture and wokeness, but OnlyFans is where so many people are just cutting out the fat. We know what you want. You want to see us naked. You want to see us having sex, and there are so many women making a bunch of money. Well,
0: you know, on I, I don't know, if, and and men
1: and well, you know. and I
0: I don't know if you know this, but OnlyFans is actually uh, not often nude. It's actually mostly like it'll be just like someone will do like a like a sexy photo shoot, but like even like lingerie is now like the extreme of OnlyFans.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and this is this is the interesting conversation and I want to be very clear so I don't I don't in, in what I am communicating here which is that female empowerment is at an all-time high but it's really about understanding what a lot of females have started to understand is that how the market values them is how they want how they have to work to get compensated yeah they can't control that you know their sexualization so sexualization is what sells but the difference now in what social media and only fans is doing is they don't need a pimp anymore yeah. right yeah they <laughs> and <laughs> and that's the thing they really do get to control and dictate because even through instagram the number of women who are living great lifestyles just by looking good and having the right men dm them and send them money through cash app and and literally any attractive female on social media doesn't pay any of their bills
0: yeah yeah straight i mean straight up and the the sugar daddy movement is real like all that is real
1: and yeah it's real and the thing is like in a lot of these situations you know it's completely digital now right like so you can just you can just literally but that's where, you know, the dark underbelly of this thing is, is it's not, the market hasn't changed. It's just that they have the empowerment to control that. And it's a, it's a, it's a moral conversation more than anything. Right. Because even some of these, I remember the two sisters, um, one of them that Drake dated, right. They weren't even very good at basketball, but now they're making a bunch of money on only fans because so many guys desire them because they look good. Who are you, you, know who I mean? are you talking about? I can't remember their names. They played at, uh, I think they played at UNLV. I
0: oh can't even word. Remember. Oh word. Yeah. I Dakota, mean, but-
1: Dakota and some, but something else. I didn't even know why they were known. And then I saw an article. <laughs> and I was like, they used to play basketball and now they're making a bunch of money on OnlyFans. And I think uh, Drake, taught, Drake used to go to their games. I wonder why Drake was going to their games. Drake. You know? <laughs> so, Drake's so funny,
0: dude. Yeah. But like, I think, I think this is like such a, it's such a turning point. I think like if, if, you had a market like OnlyFans for men. Do you not think every man would be sending shirtless photos on OnlyFans and trying to build yeah. a following? Like, are you kidding me? Like it's 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 one of the most, ironically, one of the most empowering things. And and paired with modern feminism, I think it fits really well in, in society's narrative. And the whole thing to me is actually like a bit hilarious as well, because it is um, in a sense, like yeah, we haven't really changed anything as a society. We just changed how the money flows.
1: <laughs> yeah, and who it flows to, which is you know, and, and the thing is, like, you're still seeing like the the black market sex trade economy has gone up too. Like the the amount of 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 sex trafficking that's going on around the world is 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 still crazy. But now there's a there's a small percentage of women who are saying, okay, well, the reason that this black market exists is because there's so much demand for it. Why don't I take control of of the market myself um and, and cut out all the middleman and cut out like being enslaved and and all of that. But that can only happen in a society that's privileged. This stuff is still prevalent, but I think that's it's a very important conversation to have in terms of I don't think it's the right conversation to say that um, you know women have less power than men i think we're we're entering an age where women are realizing how much power they actually have in dictating and controlling how society moves because they they always i mean you know outside if if it's they have the control even in relationships they dictate you know what happens and what doesn't happen in a relationship so long as they control that they're starting to really understand how much power they have and they're, they're utilizing and leveraging that power in a way that I honestly, I think is starting to make men very uncomfortable, um, because of how much, how much, how much power they are taking over the conversation and not being the, the traditional mindset of like, a woman is supposed to be reserved. A woman is supposed to, you know, let the man dictate or let a man dictate, you know, even their business interests. Um, It's just an interesting, it's interesting to see, see that shift, but I don't think the values in society have changed. And that's what makes this interesting. And it's making some people very uncomfortable, but you know, what makes you uncomfortable doesn't change the reality of what, what, what the situation is. I think it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting time where I think society is, is really waking up in many, many phases um, no, there's always this is a very interesting conversation um, to be had, and probably not a conversation that's going to end uh, today. Um, but just wanted to to have it um, and, and to hopefully spark some conversation around this topic. Um, as always, be you. You as fly. Boys, Boys, we get on